Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper around of the unknown, the unexplained, and New England's most guy, whatever. And with me, all the way from the... What are you laughing at? Because that went wrong, didn't it? I don't know. I was just going to babble on, and I said, I was getting tired of listening to me, so... Anyways, with me is my co-host... The gold standard in ghost hunting, and now famous in Japanese news journals. Oh, yeah. What the hell that is? But uh, Steve Parson. What yeah. is that? Japanese news journals. What else? Well, I, mean, yeah. well I had a, I, I got uh, a call a couple uh, two weeks ago. Was it last yeah. week? Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've slept since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Nikkei Business International, a leading... Japan's leading business magazine. What is she with business? First the Wall Street Journal and now Japan. No idea. Maybe we're just like the I don't know, like the amusing little uh, piece at the end. But nonetheless, no, they, but just, no, they don't they go to other things. ones. They go to you, Steve. You, it's got to be something that that drives yeah, uh, the business community. Uh, it ain't money, I know that. <laughs> they uh, they were doing a piece on a feature on. Um, Technology, advances in technology and uh, the fringes of technology. And and what they wanted to do was a a look at how technology is applied to the art of looking for answers to the paranormal. You mean the broken tech of ghost hunting? Uh, Amongst the, uh, (laughs) yeah, that was included. Um, But it was, I mean, it was a, it was a good interview and, the thing, as you know, the thing I like of working about the Japanese is that they do take it seriously. It's true. And that you know that you're not going to be misquoted. So and That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, Nikkei Business International. Apparently cool. it's out in about two weeks' time. Watch out for a copy. They're going to post me a copy, unfortunately, being Japanese. So yeah, on... you can read Japanese, of course. You, you have a degree. Well, you've got Google. Well, you think so by now, the amount of Japanese have done. I know. Um, but well, no. Anne, Anne, Anne can figure it out. She's a doctor now. Yeah, she has. She's got a stethoscope and everything. So, anyway. Oh, that was the other thing. Uh, yes. Talking about, talking about Anne and her PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, as you know. I'm uh, jealous. That's the only reason I mentioned it. Yeah. Uh, well, as you know, I'm most of the way through mine. Um, mm-hmm. And then I deliberately stalled it. Because I wanted to do some of the projects, um, and what people have been for probably. <laughs> you don't, um, <laughs> but people have been on at me to finish it. So I was looking at I was looking at all of the stuff that I've done, and um, mostly, as you know, relating to infrasound mm-hmm. and sound anomalies and all that sort of stuff. And when I first started the PhD, way, 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 way back in the early part of the nineteenth century. Um, it wasn't on infrasound. It was on uh, temperature and thermal ah. anomalies and temperature. And I realized, actually, I am now much more interested in 
that than I am because I, unfortunately as part of the PhD I kind of answered most of the questions that I set myself um, and so <laughs> I've been there, done that, lost interest in it don't really want to start digging all, all that stuff up again um, so I started a conversation with academia about uh, relighting a new PhD um, which is the original PhD looking at temperature. Yeah. So, because it's a huge area of uh, paranormal study that's ignored horribly. Oh, it probably, you know, I think it's probably the most important one. Well, I've been banging on that about that for years. Oh, no, you've been banging yeah. on your ultrasound and tracking. No, orbs. no, 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 no. Um, uh, countless interviews where people say, "What's the one thing that you should me- you should measure?" And it's always been from me, temperature, because it is it is literally the only not physical anomaly that we have objective data for. Um, all of the others. True. All of the others, we, we, we have anecdotal data, we have subjective reports, we have uh, conjecture, bullshit, and all manner of other stuff, except for temperature. We don't have very much for temperature, but what we do have from uh, summit research that's been conducted, going way, way, way back to, you know, the mid part of the 20th century. Right. Um, is real world temperature changes. Okay. Now I know. I know I'm before go- we. Uh, no, go on. Let's listen. How do you. Oh, excuse me. How do I kill us? <laughs> you got a gun. Oh, I shouldn't click on stuff. <laughs> you were coming through with the radio. Scary enough to listen to you in my ear. On the other, yeah, so before so, you go in, we go into yeah. the temperature. I, I did want to go back to the the article about the technology oh, because yeah. we, I guess we're going to talk a little bit more about temperature, right? Ah, uh, we we might do. Yeah, so uh, I want to go back to a little bit, okay? Um, if you don't mind, not at all. All right, thank you, Steve. Uh, so you know, I I've become quite of a quandary here in in the thanks to you because now I'm not like you know I, I criticize the technology that we use in here but yet I'm open to the spiritual side of, in, of uh, 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 studying uh, and, and research and the spiritual side is I got no home at all here in the, in the United States so it's a sad thing but anyways I did an event over the weekend. I just realized that at the event, um, at the I did an event over the weekend, and I, I you know, I brought out the things and I started uh, talking about some of the pieces of equipment and and how they transversed over the years and and how we have to break t- for us. And then uh, there was a gentleman there that had one of those uh, game things. What do you call those now? I can't remember. Oh, the, the SLS camera. Yes, 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 yes. He had a portable one that he walked around with. Uh-huh. And I totally lost the entire group because he had saw something on his SLRX camera and they just gravitated to see this lovely thing. So um, I just got defeated in like two seconds. Well, you need to practice harder because by freakish coincidence on Saturday yes. night... I, too, was out with a group of people investigating 
Um, And I, too, encountered a member of the uh, public who had Mm -hmm. brought with them not just an SLS Connect camera of the sort of portable one, uh, which they Mm -hmm. bandied about. Uh, They also had... Because I'd taken Paranormal Kitty... um, and they, but they, out of a bag, they produced Boo Bear. Ah, beard. Um, and, and, they must uh, be heavy uh, shoppers at Ghost Stop. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also produced a Destech cat toy. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's so, exciting. So, yeah, I, I now. I also, did... too, by the way, uh, did run across a Destech cat toy. Uh, Saturday as well. Well, so that's where that's where our technology is leading us to right now. Well, that's right. Except there's a difference because despite oh. despite this group of people being exposed to an SLS camera, mm-hmm. um, and obviously you know seeing it, seeing what it was doing, um, they didn't all wander off with the SLS camera. They didn't. Um, in fact, most people took one look at it. Um, we had to talk about it, and most people, if they had the offer to use it, they walked away. But did they have anything on it? Did they catch a spirit? Uh, there were dancing, there were dancing stick men on it. Absolutely, because that's what, what killed me. I was doing doing my thing, and there were dancing spirits behind me, and that just wiped me yeah. out. This, yeah, this, and so they were pulling my now, coat off it, the it, chair. It's, it's like either pockets uh, it's looking either. for stuff. It's like my. Yeah. What's that? I, well, I was going to say it's either the American, the, the American guests on your tour were more gullible than the British guests on mine, or uh-huh. the host is better at debunking the SLS camera. Oh wait! Well, I can remember the host here at Spirit Quest uh, when he clearly he, debunked yeah. the SLS camera and, lost, and yeah. they still chose to know exactly. you. Exactly. So In I was going to suggest- actually complain about you. In fact, I well, in fact that oh, you that, just don't understand it. <laughs> well, I think that points clearly in one direction that yep. uh, the the British ghost hunters are more discerning and less gullible than the American ghost hunters. Well, let's put it this: forty percent of American beer drinkers believe that you can catch the coronavirus from Corona beer. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I but, yeah, what, a, what a freakish coincidence! Uh, there, there we both were on Saturday know, night, dealing dealing with the self same te- uh, technology. Yeah, um, because as you know, my approach when dealing with the public, I had twenty five people, um, and there was just I had, little. I had fifty. Well, there was just little old me. I didn't have anybody else with me at all. Well, that's all for me. So well, I did well, my thing. So they, oh. so <laughs> moving right along. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I mean, it it is kind of. And we had chocolate we biscuits. Ah, oh, damn! We didn't have chocolate biscuits. We have whatever Roxy brought. I have no clue. Ah, uh, uh, we well, say I didn't have Roxy. Taking so, any of that yeah. stuff, I was trapped see, I, in the basement. Uh, well, with my gadgets. You, do you know what I didn't? Apart from I took I took Paranormal Kitty obviously, and, and I took the yeah. uh, the Cody toy. toy. Um, but only as they were part of a show and tell and a discussion and um, a description of what they what they're supposed to do, and then people had the opportunity to try them out if they so wanted. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, 
Um, there was no other equipment that I took along. So I, see, and I made it clear oh, from the start. That was my problem. We see, I made it clear from the start of the night that ghost hunting really involves a series of stages, uh, observation. Then you think about what you know. You compare with witnesses, and then you theorize. Yeah, this, uh, Steve, is that you ran that ghost hunt into in my end? I was the paid talent, so there you go. I had no. Well, about it. Uh, well hang, <laughs> on, hang on a minute. I was the paid talent when we did the um, uh, house in um, uh, Newburyport. Uh, not Newburyport, in Salisbury. Yeah. And they still didn't run a mark until you came, until you produced the radio. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Which I did bring. We did do. Anyway. Maybe All right, so just, that's that's just nicer or more lenient than me. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I see. I don't that's, let them get. I don't. You, know, you have a little more uh, suave fear. Yeah, well, I just don't want these devices. <laughs> I've never let these devices get get out of hand. Uh, yeah, they have a place, and it's usually in the trash can. <laughs> no, it's in your closet. <laughs> well, that's true. Except for Paranormal Kitty. Paranormal Kitty's actually on my desk at the moment. Hmm. Anyway, okay. I so I love I guess we can go back to another subject unless you have something else you want to talk no, about. No, 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 no. I'm good to. Uh, weren't we? Uh, weren't we moosing around temperature? Yes, we started on that uh, temperature. Now, um, the temperature is most people. I don't know if they even measure it, but the only thing they're going to say is uh, the temperature dropped very quickly, and uh, you know, in the well, it was a ghost of the air. We couldn't find. There were no condition of ducks. Yada 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 yada, and that's what you get from temperatures. Well, I mean, that that pretty well does sum it up because uh, what you have is these unusual changes in temperature. Now, whether they're perceived or observed, they are actually a characteristic of many types of paranormal experience. If you look down lists of ghost events and how they promote the cases, you will see Waverly Hill Sanatorium, notorious cold spots, extreme intense cold. And you see that for yeah, all advertising. Do they see cold spots? Do they see... Yeah, yeah. they always say cold spots. Intense and extreme yeah. is, is also part of it. And that's used in, like, 90% of the adverts for locations. Mm-hmm. Um, that You know, for people going on ghost events or haunted attractions or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's endemic within our culture and within our belief that the temperature will, um, will change or will drop. Um, now... You know, why is that? You know, why do we have this belief that temperature changes, particularly downwards? You know, I mean, there are reported, rare reported changes where the temperature goes Only up. Only when demons are around, we all know well, that. Yeah, but, um, but, you know, why, why is this belief um, that, that temperature change is significant in hauntings? Um, you know, where does it come from? Why do we have this uh, idea? Well, history has been reported, right? Well, exactly. Uh, I mean, if you look at the very first one, the first one's actually in the Bible. Um, it's in Job. And Job. it says, yeah, yeah. if I remember right, uh, Job or Jobby, Job. uh, 
says actually that then a spirit passed before my face and the hair on my flesh stood up and this sensation of hair standing on end and the accompanying sensations of suddenly feeling cold is entirely a normal psychophysiological response to some you know stressful or fearful situation in which the person feels threatened we call it the fight or flight response Um, now that stress response does cause an increase in blood supply to the skin, sweating, the contraction of the muscles beneath the skin and the hair standing on end, and also shivering. That Now, you combine those sensations together, and a person will believe that they feel colder or that the place that they're in is colder. And also, interestingly, the increased blood supply and the increased perspiration, the sweating, may actually cause uh, an actual reduction in body temperature because they're both part of the body's normal uh, temperature-regulating systems. So we've got these fearful and stressful situations uh, which cause this intense fight-or-flight response. And that's exactly, you know, fear or stressful situations are... You know, they're quite common with paranormal experiences. And is it therefore not unreasonable to suppose that these sensations have just become strongly associated with these experiences? Mm. So, uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it is, you you take uh, your average ghost hunting kit on, on, you know, almost any, go through almost any ghost hunter's uh, mm-hmm. kit box and you will find a melmeter or uh, some other device that has a thermometer on it and you'll you'll which see which is a great idea because we were i was so sick of everybody having those freaking laser thermometers and then pointing them across the room <laughs> we're in a cold spot and really that's what it was in the, in the beginning of ghost hunting they were just out there uh, and people were using these with, without any understanding of what the hell they do. And there's still no more understanding of what the hell they do either. Um, you know, you still see them. Uh, they're still quite common. Uh, well, they have, most, they have a purpose, but if it's sure, used I mean, most, most devices, uh, most ghost hunters now still have, somewhere in their toolbox, you will find a thermometer of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you find is that somebody will say, oh, it's got colder. Somebody will take a reading, you know, a minute or two of, uh, beforehand or afterwards, and they'll say, oh, and the temperature fell four degrees. But there is, there's no relationship to what it was doing before, what it did later, uh, what's normal for that place. Um, they, they never mention in the investigation reports how it was measured, uh, what they used to measure it. Uh, so you don't have any. Whilst you've got this anecdotal information about a very real, you know, phenomena, we have no information that we can you know, use to to hypothesise what's taking place. Right. And, but at and, least with the the mal meter and the EDI meter and, and whatever that type of the device that measures ambient temperature, uh-huh. at least you can see drops uh, if you're paying attention to it. Uh, that are there uh so you do have that before and after effect uh well i mean there is nothing wrong with any of the thermometers that you use because all of them are capable of giving you information it's how you're using the device and how you're then interpreting the information where the problems lie not with the device itself you're absolutely right if if you place it on the table um you will be able to see uh temperature change uh, up down 
constant whatever over a period of time. Uh, some of them can even record the temperature information. Uh, I think the EDI right. plus the EDI plus does. For yeah, example. the new one does. Yeah, um, when you stole. <coughs> yeah, well, the one I stole it. Still stupidly recording Fahrenheit. Uh, ah, thank God. <laughs> I've cursed you anyway. <laughs> but the problem isn't the device. The problem isn't the you know the, the thermometer itself. The problem is how it's being used. Because if you if you hold a thermometer and you walk around with it, well, the closest heat source is you. Um, sure. You know, you are very close to the sensor, and the sensor isn't measuring the temperature in the room. It's measuring the temperature at the sensor, wherever the sensor might be. Um, it is literally only measuring, you know, millimeter the air surrounding it, very close to it. You know, um, you know, you're not measuring. You can't just wave a thermometer about in a room and go, oh yeah, the temperature in that room is 20 degrees um, or whatever, because Talk it's not about mis misreading temperature. Yeah. I want to interrupt just for one second. This goes <laughs> back to the ghost hunt because uh, I had the thermal imager there and uh, the the fla uh, flare and you know I showed let people use it and all that stuff. So during my presentation, I took my jacket off and put it on the stair on my chair behind me. Us people went nuts because there was a spirit sitting in the chair. You could see the heat from the <laughs> it was in the chair. <laughs> Please shoot me, oh lord. <laughs> Oh, use it to your advantage. But I, anyways, I remember one. We, we, so I, it, it is how you read things, how you absolutely. interpret things. And and you can. Uh, we were um, we played a prank once on a TV show, Anne and I, um, we, we, because we were we were filming for one of these uh, paranormal programs where they were basically locking a group of celebrities into a haunted castle for three or four days. Um, and during which we were there to obtain measurements um, to support what the celebrities were doing. Uh, and we noted, and we, we'd long noticed that uh, if... This wasn't the scary, most scariest places, was it? No, no, but it was about the same time. Oh, my um, favourite. <laughs> we, we, we had a, uh, one of those infrared devices, infrared thermometers. And we noticed, right. we, we'd long since, you know, we discovered that if the batteries were running low, it would give off some really wacky readings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we knew this. Uh, and one, one, one evening we were quite bored and there was a researcher wandering about um, and they, they were looking for something to do. So we asked them to go and measure the temperature and we, we gave them the device, which was due to have its battery changed. And they pointed it towards the area where the crew, the film crew, were sitting. Um, you know, the all the sort of people behind the scenes. Right. And the temperature recorded a level of minus two hundred and sixty degrees <laughs> Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we that we were. Get the heck out of them. Uh, it did, but we were we we almost almost got ourselves into trouble because they the researcher then ran off to tell the producer about this incredible temperature drop. Fortunately, we got there first, <laughs> and um, yeah, no harm was done. Uh. But uh, yeah, I it is knowledge of the equipment because in the wrong hands, and I've seen it happen. Uh, I've seen. Um, situations where a piece of equipment is clearly malfunctioning due to the fact that the batteries need changing or oh, yeah. 
or something else. And the readings are obviously wrong. So it's good dollars to the batteries. Yeah, uh, the readings are you know the readings are obviously wrong, but the investigator doesn't understand what's taking place, and then they report the uh, readings as paranormal. So it, it it is you know it's all down to learning to use the equipment properly. You know, I said on Saturday night uh, to to the group that were there, there was an amateur, uh, there was a group of investigators from another from a, a paranormal team, ah. um, who'd come along, and they were the ones that had brought the SLS and they'd brought the Boo Bear and they brought the cat toy and K twos and all the other things. And I was saying to them, uh, yeah, Did don't they communicate we... with the spirits, by the way. Uh, no. Oh, um, Obama. No, he wasn't there either. No, he sure. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have recognised him. But I was saying to them that these, you know, amateur investigators are the ones who are going to make, a, who are going to make one day make the breakthrough. They are, they are the ones who one day will produce some challenging piece of information. But it will never come from a boo bear. It will never come from an SLS. But it will come from good, basic legwork. Good basic investigation work, carefully you know, carefully uh, recorded notes, well well thought up experiments, um, and if amateurs up the game, they are going to put themselves in a position where they can make the likes of Joe Nickel or Richard Wiseman or others, you know, truly uncomfortable. No, I don't think so. But until well, they will, they will, uh, or they could. Sorry, they could. Could is good. Yeah, could is good. They could. But at the moment, they're so busy running around pretending to be Zach Bagans uh, that that's never going to happen. Which is a huge, huge shame and a tragedy. Because if you look in other areas of um, what we call science now, uh, take astronomy, take archaeology, the big advances, the big discoveries have often come from amateurs who've led the way for the scientists to come along afterwards and do the further studies. True. So, but it's not happening yet in paranormal research because they're still all pretending to be Zach Bagans. So, do we have experts in paranormal? Who are our experts in paranormal nowadays? We have lots of experts in the paranormal because this notion that you can't be an expert in the paranormal is, is complete nonsense because the paranormal is really about it, it, it's basic. Well, unfortunately, we breaks and well, I was going to a little to bit about that. I was going to say, it's basic envi- well, I was just going to say before we went to the break, it's basic environmental research, isn't it? And we have lots of experts in that. So, anyways, I'd like to touch a little bit more about that, anyways, and we'll come back from the, the, the break in a, in a couple of minutes of who are who are the people we can look up to in the paranormal you world? Today. You and I. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. So, uh, Would we lie to them? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. That's the one thing you and I do not do. Is, well, <clears throat> I did see if... Spirit quest. <laughs> Anyways, we do have to take a break. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. Uh, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom... Park Street in Methuen at Messier Family Law Group on High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. And we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Toginet, 
Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous. As we give awards to the Parrax family. Chronicles International with your resident paranormal experts, New England's own Van well, and the Goldstone. You know, while we were at the break, I went to Wikipedia because we all know Wikipedia is an expert on the internet. Oh yeah. And I looked up paranormal investigate the supposedly the paranormal experts, and I looked under P, and I have Harry Price and yeah. Justin Perry. Well, there we are. So there you go. Yeah. By the way, there is no uh, uh, for K. It's only Stephen Kaplan, but they have to like Bill Wyman, uh, Ed Brun, of course, Peter Underwood. All right, um, Vic Tandy. I don't know Dave Tango, Zach Bagans, uh, Ryan Bull, Amy Bruni, God Yvette Fielding. Barry Fitzgerald, Rosemary Guiley, Vikor Greba—I can never say it's a Russian—Grebanoskanov, Steve Gonzalez, Chris Fleming, Raymond E. Fowler. So, I mean, do these names jump off? John Zaffis, Grant Wilson. Well, basically everybody except me, isn't it? And me. Everybody who has been on go, on TV, oh, on a, had their own shows on TV. Well, not everyone. Just anybody uh, most, in the Atlantic Paranormal Society. Uh, yeah, anybody from TAPS, just about, and Zach Bagan, and a few of the extras, yeah. like the Warrens and the Jaffas. But they did mention uh, Harry Price. I, well, they can't really that. ignore Harry Price, can they? No, they Harry Houdini. They, yeah, they, you wonder who puts oh, these lists wait, together. I'm sorry. What, one more i got to let go. Of course, they talked about Thomas Gwendolyn Hamilton, but this is the exact listing. William Hope, paranormal investigator. <laughs> I don't even know what to say now. 
<laughs> well, you've got the first question is who puts the list together? Um, yeah, they did, well, this they is did, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, they Go did ahead. one um, if, uh, last year in the UK, the mm-hmm. uh, top the top ten most influential paranormal investigators. Um, and that had Harry Price, it had Yvette Fielding, um, it had all the usual culprits and suspects. Didn't have me, of course, but... Yeah, of course not. But, you know, I, I don't think um, you know, I don't get too upset by it. Um, no, because you do what you do. I do what I do. Um, you're absolutely you're not right. In it. Yeah. Anyway. So, it's, like, it's like these awards that they have annually. Oh, um, God. Don't even go there. You know, you see the world's greatest, most influential investigator, world's greatest investigator, best paranormal investigator, best female paranormal investigator. Best paranormal author, best paranormal uh, podcast, best paranormal... And I guarantee you will never find my name on any of those lists. R.I. Actually, I was nominated many, many years ago for an award. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I emailed the organizer and demanded forthwith that my name be removed. So a, a long time ago, I mean, in the very, very beginning, when I first started doing this, uh, as you know, Jeff and I, uh, Jeff Belanger and myself are uh, decent friends. And uh, they came out with these awards and I, I saw them and they had best paranormal author. Now, now by then, uh, Jeff Belanger had the largest paranormal site in the internet. Uh, also had written, you know, a ton of books, and his name was not there. So I talked to Jim. He says, "Don't you realize, Ron?" He says, "All that is is to uh, uh, push their own website, uh, you know, and then then everybody pays for gets an award, but you have to pay for that award. Usually, you have to pay twenty five dollars for the plaque or something oh, yeah. so you can put yeah. it up there, and then then they have events where you go to it, and that's yeah. those are paying." So, uh, yeah, he said. <laughs> well, I, I, so I got nominated. Well, I was, I'd, I'd overlooked. I got nominated for another one. Uh, but the criteria for nomination was uh, before I could accept the nomination, I had to agree to purchase uh, an entire table at the awards evening uh, yep. for, the, for the princely sum of several hundred pounds for this black tie dinner. I said. My response was, well, hang on a minute. If I win the award, then surely you should pay me to come along and accept it. Exactly. Um, I also said publicly at the time I didn't agree with awards. And if I did, um, you know, if my nomination, because that had nothing to do with me, and they wouldn't remove it. I said, if I do win it, I'm going to make a speech that says that all awards are rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But on the basis of I wouldn't buy a ticket for the black tie dinner, my nomination was removed. Ah, oh, that's a shame. So there you go. So it, it was conditional upon buying uh, a dinner voucher. Yeah. You can you can be nominated if... I mean, just, no. no I, these sort of things. Awards never interest me. You know, the, I, I just, I'm happy doing what I do. Yeah, it doesn't pay at all well, but, you know, you're just happy doing what you do. I've been doing right. it for so long, I don't know anything else. Yes, I, 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 I'm sorry, I just, this is nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I have to throw it in here. Because oh, it says right here, well, you've been uh, police, res- police responded to gunshots in a Connecticut home and found 
with an explanation. He was a paranormal investigator shooting at a possible ghost. Now, that's not uncommon. In uh, fact, in yeah. fact, uh, was it? I know like, there are other cases, but yeah, but I'm sure I did one. I know. Um, I'm sure I've. Yeah, I did one last year uh, during the Spirit Quest. I did in one of my talks. I mentioned um, a British example um, mm-hmm. and also an American example where ghost hunters equipped with um, firearms had gone off in the in the quest for the paranormal. Uh, did it but work? Back in, oh, uh, no. Back in the uh, 19th century... It would have used a silver bullet. And well, it might be. Uh, but back in the 19th century, there, was, uh, there were several inst- instances in the UK where vigilante groups had gone out roaming the streets at night intent on catching the ghost that was um, plaguing innocent bystanders and mm. people going about the business. Um, some of them were armed with cudgels, others were armed with blunderbusses and shotguns and on at least two occasions, um, people were either bludgeoned to death or shot. Uh, most notoriously, perhaps, was a guy who was unfortunately uh, uh, by profession a baker uh, <laughs> and was returning home in the wee small hours of the night Oh yeah, uh, in, in, his, about this, in yeah. his white uniform, uh, covered in flour, when mm-hmm. a gang of the vigilantes looking for ghosts came round the corner, mistook this white white apparition who was the baker uh, and shot at him. Mm. So uh, they yeah. get him. Oh yeah, they got him. Ah, good. Um, in fact, that ended up in court, but I think the vigilante was actually let off. On the under, you know, on the on the basis of that they were genuinely thought they were shooting a spirit. Um, so but there have there have been, you know, they do exist. In fact, there was an American guy uh, a couple of years ago who uh, got done, uh, done over by the police and up in front of uh, the judge because he'd broken into a haunted building armed with a Bible and a shotgun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, whilst in his quest for ghosts, he smashed his way. So they actually did him for uh, trespass and yeah. breaking, you know, sort of burglarising the place. Uh, but he was he was armed with a Bible and a shotgun. Uh, so on the line of paranormal investigators, you might you say, well, these experts, they have to get paid for the services, though. What does a paranormal, <laughs> paranormal expert get? Well, I, I looked, and here are a few just in the Havel area. Not these investigations, $45 per hour. Wow. Mr. and Mrs. Detectives, $65 an hour. Solvent Investigations, $200 an hour. ASI, Apex Surveillance Investigations, $75 an hour. Yeah, but are they looking Ocean for ghosts? State or are they investor for... 65 what's that? Are they looking for ghosts or are they looking for cheating yes, wives and husbands? I'm investigators, it says right on the top of the list. Wow. Well, maybe we're this not guy here, seventy-five dollars an hour, has got a hundred and eighty-four hires. Wow! Of course, this guy, Empire Strategic Services, two hundred thirty-eight dollars an hour, has only six hires. On oh, the poor guy, he needs to drop his prices. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Well, maybe, uh, so, so, so when are we going to get Colec Enterprises? I know, huh? Colec Enterprises, uh, six. Hey, did you see those new cars that came up, by the way? Those new what? The Bentleys? 
the Bentleys' cars? No, I haven't seen them yet. Two million dollars a piece. Well, save up. Can't you do well, a GoFundMe? Do a GoFundMe page. Too late. They're all so low. Uh, they only making... made twelve. They only made twelve, and they sold them all out. There's no such thing as all sold out. If you went over to Bentley and said, here's $3 million, make me one, they would. <laughs> oh, no, they would come up with a special one just for you. Yeah. So that way they, would, they wouldn't uh, get in trouble with the ones they said they only made 12 to. Yeah. It's a lovely world, isn't it, Steve? Uh, there's no such thing as a limited edition. Well, actually, there is, because um, this yeah, week, uh, because yes. we've, got a, we've got a Bond movie coming out this year, and you know how we're both interested in coins? Yes, uh, well, well, this week, the Royal Mint have produced a series of coins to celebrate Bond, James Bond. Is it a female or a Bond? No, 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 to celebrate James Bond 007. They've brought out a series of coins, one of which, one of which, and there is only one, is a seven kilogram lump of solid, pure gold. Really? The price they won't even publish. <laughs> but there is only one. Really? Yep. And somebody's bought it, apparently. Um, there are two small of five kilo versions. Uh, but there is a single seven kilo. It features the James Bond Aston Martin DB5 and the, the 007 gun logo and the, you know, the that camera shutter uh logo that they have for Bond uh, it's a very nice design um, but 7 kilos of pure gold is not going to be cheap I don't I can't even imagine what that yeah, it's, it's a good chunk of change it's a very heavy big chunk of change it wouldn't yeah. fit in your pocket mm. but somebody's somebody's rushed out and bought it mm. so, so Steve you might be thinking can I become a paranormal investigator, special agent for the government? Uh, too late. I've already got the badge. You have. I have. Well, I have a. I have a it's, a. it's actually a replica of an X Files badge that somebody made, uh, <laughs> and it says "Special Agent in Paranormal Investigator." Well, according to the United States government, it does not employ any full-time special units dedicated to investigating the paranormal or the supernatural. Well, that's interesting. That's not what they will admit. Well, hang on a minute. Read that again. Uh, Okay, let me give you the exact words. The United States government does not employ any full-time special units. Stop there. Doesn't employ full time special units. No, full time. What they're yeah. saying is that they may employ them on an ad hoc or part time basis. They're not mm-hmm. denying that they. They're not denying that they don't employ them, are they? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Read those because governments word things very carefully, and if they're saying they don't employ any full time, they're not saying that they don't employ them at all, are they? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it says, does the government investigate the paranormal? So, 
In reality, the uh, you know during the 1900s, the U.S. Air Force maintained the Project Blue Book program, yep. which investigated UFOs. Uh, the FBI also found themselves wrapped up in an investigation that delved into the paranormal. The 1947 Roswell incident, among, uh, but there's also been uh, work in extrasensory perception mm-hmm. uh, and its feasibility as an espionage tool. But that was work carried out by the Central Intelligence Agency. Yeah, that's right. So, hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe there is. That would be cool, though. Nah, I wouldn't want to work for a government. <laughs> well, everybody works for the government. But Fair you enough. Pay, but you pay Fair them enough. for the privilege. No, they work for me. No, you pay them for the privilege. Ah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I amuse myself. Yeah, it's uh, it's all it's all to do with that revolution you had back in seventeen seventies. You want you wanted uh, representation and taxation. Well, you got them. So uh, should we design a program so that we can teach people to become government paranormal investigators? We could call it something like oh I don't know how about something like paranormal CSI. Hey. <laughs> it would work yeah it would don't think anybody's done it I coined that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but have you have you, you key stole it from me too have you um, <laughs> have you approached the government or the commonwealth about you no. know becoming a uh, an official trainer no I have not I should probably, shouldn't I? Well, you know, if you don't, somebody else will. Spit Larry will be in there like a rat up a drain. Uh, and if he doesn't, so, there is, there's plenty of others. You know, we're talking about paranormal investigators, and, and, yeah. and we've kind of gone on that route, route right now as we close to go to the end of the show. And back in the... Oh, Distant future, uh, distant past, excuse me. We did uh, a show with, um, I'm trying to think, it was Haunted Australia. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, we did. We had Ray, didn't we, um, from, the, from the Haunted Australia series. Ray? Ray uh, yeah. Ray no. something, yeah. And <laughs> on the team, they Guvira Taiwari who was a Indian That's right. And they also had Ian Lawman. Yep, Ian Lawman, right. And But we were going to have this Indian, Indian guy on in the show, but unfortunately, he died on the mysterious... Uh, he did, I remember. Nothing to do with us. Well, not that we're aware of, uh, and yeah. not that we would ever admit to. Right, uh, exactly. But you're absolutely right. He did, unfortunately, um, die in sudden and mysterious... Well, he died suddenly. Whether it was in mysterious circumstances, uh, we're not quite sure, because often these stories have a habit of morphing when they get to the media. Um, you know, every time somebody... You know, every time somebody, you know, is unfortunate, um, the media you can't rely on the stories that you're seeing in the media as being accurate you know we all love a good conspiracy don't we yeah
You know, I mean, look at poor old this... JFK. He was just a result of a shooting, of a you know, sort of hunting accident. According to this article, in Dallas, wasn't it? Yeah, he was recently married and uh, used to stay out ghost hunting quite late into night, and it led to some maritable fiction, friction, as uh, the yeah. investigators uh, suspected a haunted house in Delhi. Delhi's Punjab on Wednesday, he returned home around one third, triggering a fight with his wife. He appeared to be absolutely fine the day of his death. However, was checking the mails a few minutes before he died. Ooh. Well, people so are always the- doing. Yeah, but pe- let's be honest. Uh, I mean, just look at the language there. People are always doing something just before they died. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Harry Price was writing a chapter of his of his missing third book um, on on um, Borley. Now. If that had happened, that happened in 1948. Now, if that had happened today, I'll wager that there wouldn't have been five minutes of elapsed before somebody said uh, the curse, the curse of Borley affected Harry Price, and he died whilst whilst reading his notes or holding an object he picked right. up from Borley Rectory and blah 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 blah, and that would have passed into accepted fact mm-hmm. because people since uh, you know people don't fact check anymore they blindly i saw a picture the other day of a house that was apparently so haunted that nobody will go near it to this very day and you know what the picture was borley there is a picture circulating of borley rectory picture that was taken in the early part of the 20th century very famous photograph of borley rectory and it says that this house this particular house which still stands today is so haunted, no investigator will go near it, and people have met some, you know, with unfortunate ends if they've tried to. Uh, and it's bloody bawly. Because, I, do you know what? I've seen that same photograph tweeted and retweeted and yeah. uh, over and over and over by people who really don't, you know, they, oh, I'm a paranormal, they, they wouldn't know their ass from a bloody ghost. Ah, but wait a minute, there's a twist to this. His oh, yeah. father told the Times of India that his son was feeling a negative force was pulling him towards it. He told his wife about a month ago, saying it's trying to control it, but it doesn't seem. But he doesn't seem able to. His wife dismissed his fears, believing he was just depressed due to heavy workload, and uh, didn't tell the family about it. He was an ordained minister, minister from the Metaphysical Church of the. Oh shit. And a reverent certified paranormal investigator and UFO field investor. During the course of his work, he investigated more than 6,000 haunted locations, wow. and including uh, UFO deductions and mysterious creature. And he, he was only about five, wasn't he? He worked himself to death, evidently. Not worked himself to death. It was a case of, I mean, there's, there's nothing there that suggests that there's anything paranormal to a place. I, you read on social media every single day people whinging and complaining about how bad they feel. He was 32, how, by the way. Well, 6,000 in the, the, a, lot, a lot of cases to do in, unless you started very young. Yeah, I know. Isn't that, it's a wonder he worked himself to death. <laughs> I kind of, well, he certainly didn't um, t- himself to death in the bedroom, did he? Nope. <laughs> <coughs> and they have a nice little video, and, and guess who's standing next to him? 
Um, it's not you and me. Oh, Ian Lauren. Well, there we are. Yeah. Oh, maybe no, I mean, people, people love to have a good conspiracy. People love to put a spin on it. Now, I see every day on social media people whinging and complaining about how they feel down, um, how life is shitty. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not, I'm not criticising people for having mental health issues or for oh, having depressive uh, episodes. <laughs> but we live in an era now where we are... I, I don't know whether it's entirely healthy to to be constantly reminded of our human frailties and to to expose ourselves to the world in quite this manner. Fair enough. So, anyways, that's a little trip on uh, strange. Someday we're going to do one. What happened to all the ghost hunters? How they died and everything. Well, most of the ones that I'm aware of died peacefully in their own bed. Oh, no, there's so many of them. Oh, my I'm talking about the real and genuine investigators. Oh, you, there's a category for this? Um, yeah, I guess there is. Okay. Isn't that subligated, though? I mean, according to you and... Yes, it's according. It's the Might categories. Not. It's Might the categories of Wikipedia. No, it's the sense. It's the categories of sensible investigators, according to Steve Parsons. Ah, okay, and, fair enough. And people are entirely at liberty to disagree with me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It matters not not one jot to me because I know I'm right. <laughs> fair enough. I have who's a gonna book Who's going to argue with you? I was bought a book a few weeks ago. Actually, it's called. How to be right. <laughs> really? Yeah. You bought it or somebody gave it to you? Uh, somebody bought it for me. Ah, absolutely. If anybody needs a book on how to be right, I would think. I'm just uh, saying. That, I, that's what I, some I, I, have, I have never claimed. <laughs> I have never claimed that, you know, I am an exceptional investigator. Um, or that I'm better than others. I, you know, I've never said I'm in the top ten of investigators. Um, you know, I'm certainly in the top one. Um, <laughs> but that's not a claim. But that's never a claim I would make. You know, people hold both you and I in in some regard. Um, but that is based, I hope, on what we've done, our achievements, um, you know, recognition for uh, our contribution to putting little pieces of the jigsaw in, not on spouting loudly on the internet and social media, hey, look at me, I'm a ghost hunter, and hey, look at me, I've got a vlog, and hey, look at me, I'm now doing Facebook Live and running around through a spooky building with a, a mobile phone. Yeah. So, anyways, and God forbid have, that should ever be the case. This is true. So we want to pre. Uh, we want to. Uh, yep. Oh, there it is. Two minute warning. I knew it was coming. I do want to mention that uh, we have on uh, the third Tuesday this month. There will be another of these. The name for that show will be Myler, yourself, and I, and we will be looking at uh, light phenomena. Phenomena. Light phenomena. phenomena. Like phenomenon. So, yeah, so we'll be discussing various aspects. If you didn't tune into the last one, we tackled UFOs. 
even though we were I would never consider myself an expert on UFOs. I've never talked uh, to UFO. No, you should. You have to grab them low, though, because uh, they can squiggle out if you don't grab them low. You low-balled me. <laughs> anyway, so you got anything coming up, Steve? No. Um, more work More work on uh, completing articles for the Psy Encyclopedia. Check it out. Go to the SPR website and type, or just Google PSI Psy Encyclopedia. Uh, which is a work that's it's the SPR's um, rebuke to Wikipedia, um, ah. because they you they know, were aware that you in, know Rosemary Ellen Gyland did one of those. I have it on my desk right here in front of me. Exactly, I have one in front of me too. It's called mm. the well. She did several. There's the yeah. There's the Element Encyclopedia of the Psychic World, which I've got mm. on the shelf. There's another one which actually Parascience is mentioned in. Ah. Um, and there's another one somewhere else that she did as well. Yeah, did, she did several. Didn't, uh, who was that, that great uh, Buckland? Buckland did one too, didn't he? I believe he did. In fact, there are, there are several um, going yeah. back to... There's a psychical encyclopedia that goes back to the 1930s as well. Um, that was produced. And, it's the end of the time. You're listening, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International, Ron Kulik and Steve and Pararex Radio. Uh, tune in next week. We will be back, unfortunately, for you guys. And uh, we were brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrick Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. See you next week. Bye. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.